and session, the opening prayer will be given by Father Matthias Lasumbo, Christ the King Church, Norfolk. And please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Welcome, Father. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. We acknowledge that without your creation, we would not be leaders. We thank you for creating the universe in which we live and work. We thank you for creating and sustaining us and for allowing us to have leadership positions among your people. As creation begins and ends in you, may also our deliberations begin in you, continue with your guidance, and be concluded according to your will. God, enlighten and fill us with your wisdom so that we keep in mind as we discuss that we are stewards of your creation. May our decisions promote the rights, freedom, security, peace, and well-being of your people. Lord, each one of us is different, with a different background and opinion. Help us to compromise for the good of your people. Bless us, God, that we begin and end as brothers and sisters in your family, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Please call the roll. Mr. Will? Here. Mr. Clellan? Here. Mr. Riddick? Here. Mr. Smeagol? Here. Mr. Thomas? Here. Mr. Alexander? Here. The motion is to excuse Councilwoman Graves and Councilwoman Johnson. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. The motion is to dispense with the reading of the minutes of our previous meeting. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, please read the resolution certifying the closed meeting. I have a resolution certifying a closed meeting of the Council of the City of Norfolk in accordance with the provisions of the Virginia Freedom of Information Act. Adopt the resolution, Ms. Doyle. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagol. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. Uh, good evening. For the benefit of those who do not regularly attend the Council meetings, our procedure is to first take up ceremony items. Next, we'll take up public hearings. Then the consent agenda, which will be voted on in the block. If any member of the council or the public wishes to discuss an item, that item will be removed from the block and considered separately. Following the consent agenda, we will take up regular agenda items in the order as they appear on the docket. Upon the completion of the agenda, we take up any new business to come before the council. To address the council, you should have registered to speak in the lobby of the council chamber before 6.50. When your name is called, please come to the podium, state your name, and your address, and please limit your comments to three minutes. We do have one ceremony item. I'm going to ask that Ms. Marla Newby, 
uh, to come forward. Welcome, come on to the podium. She's representing the circuit court tonight. Have a res we have a proclamation that we would uh, want to, uh, to, to give you. Uh, and I'll read it and I'll present it to you. Okay. Whereas in November 1998, the Norfolk Drug Court held its first docket in the Norfolk Circuit Court before the Honorable Julius P. Fulton III, and whereas established to address the prevalence of nonviolent drug addicted felons in the local criminal justice system, the Norfolk Drug Court became a joint effort of the Norfolk Circuit Court, the Community Services Board, Probation and Parole, the Norfolk Commonwealth's Attorney Office, the Sheriff's Office, and the Norfolk Police Department. And whereas the Drug Court Program has collaborated with community partners, including the Garden of, the Garden of Hope's Second Chances Program, Old Dominion University's Nursing Program, to provide participants with additional resources. And whereas the Norfolk Drug Court has demonstrated its commitment to addressing the specific needs of this community by becoming the first in Virginia to offer Viterol as a treatment option for opioid use disorder and by developing a veterans track for former service members and whereas throughout the last 20 years, the drug court program has been recognized by numerous organizations and has received honors such as the annual crime prevention award and the top cop, cop awards among others. And whereas with recidivism rate of only 2%, the Norfolk Drug Court has successfully graduated over 300 participants and whereas this year marks the 20th anniversary of the drug court presided over by the Honorable J.P. Fulton III, which was, who's, who's passing the gavel at the end of the calendar year. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed that I, Kenneth Cabell Alexander, Mayor of the City of Norfolk, do hereby congratulate the Norfolk Drug Court, Judge Fulton, and all of the court's community and city partners for their dedicated service and contributions made over the past 20 years, given them under my hand the sixth day of November, 2018, Kenneth Cabell Alexander, Mayor. Thank Any you comments you'd like to make? Oh, please. Uh -huh. I'm so nervous, but <laughs> thank you so too. much. We, <laughs> we are very honored uh, to receive uh, this proclamation from the city, and we continue to work hard to uh, help those in need of these services. All right, come right here. I'm going to join you. My council will stand, and we'll take a picture. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Mr. Clerk, C1 through C6 will be considered in a block. Okay, dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinances and adopt the consent agenda. Mrs. Doyle? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, R1. R1 is an ordinance accepting the bid submitted by Cox Communication Hampton Roads LLC for a cable television franchise agreement for a term of 10 years. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. 
Just collect R2. R2 is an ordinance amending and reordaining section 1 of ordinance number 47229 and section 1 of ordinance number 47314 effective July 1, 2018, appropriating funds for the fiscal year beginning July 1, 2018 and ending June 30th, 2019, so as to conform with increases to the Commonwealth's budget funds for the Department of Human Services. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R3? R3 is an ordinance authorizing the acquisition of certain parcels of property located at 2720 Bay Palm <coughs> Avenue, 2709 Perone Avenue, and 2713 Perone Avenue for the purpose of supporting the city's storm water system and authorizing the expenditure of a sum of up to $15,000 from funds heretofore appropriated from acquisition of these parcels of property and all related transactional costs. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R4? R4 is an ordinance requesting the Virginia Department of Transportation to establish four projects for the primary extension program relating to the surface treatment of four paved segments in accordance with the programmatic project administration agreement between the City of Norfolk and the Virginia Department of Transportation, and appropriating and authorizing the expenditure of, of a total sum of up to $999,999,999 ,999 for these projects subject to and in accordance with the terms and conditions of the AFRACIT agreement. Clerk, call the roll. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Can I pick the 999 million? <laughs> I thought I won the lottery. <laughs> I vote aye. Thank you. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Ms. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R5? R5 is an ordinance requesting the Virginia Department of Transportation to establish two projects for the FY 2019 Transportation Alternatives Program in accordance with the programmatic project administration agreement between the City of Norfolk and the Virginia Department of Transportation, and appropriating and authorizing the expenditure of the total sum of $728,600 for these projects, subject to and in accordance with the terms and conditions of the aforesaid agreement. Dispense with the charter requirement for the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R6. R6 is an ordinance authorizing the acquisition of certain parcels of property located at 1010 and 1014 East Ocean View Avenue for the sum of $1,052,000, approving the terms and conditions of the purchase and the sale agreement and authorizing the expenditure of a sum of up to $1,062,000 from funds heretofore appropriated for acquisition of the property and all related transactional costs. Kim Paulson. I think I'm nervous too. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, Council Members, and City Manager. My name is Ken Paulson. I live at 2071 East Ocean View, and I speak as the president of the Cottage Line Civic League. The Civic League is, is organized to, for the purpose of ensuring an attractive, livable, safe, and family-oriented beach community. To that end, two years ago, at an Ocean View Advisory Council meeting, we uh, the presidents of East Ocean View, Cottage Line, uh, Bayview, Pinewell, Ocean View, and Willoughby all supported the Ocean View focus, 
which was eliminating a nuisance area in the 1000 block of East Ocean View Avenue. This area has had numerous uh, violent crimes, incidents of prostitution, and drug dealing through the years. Changing at the atmosphere will result in an attractive, livable, safe, and family-oriented uh, beach community. On behalf of the Cottage Line Civic Meet uh, members, we support the purchase of 10, uh, 1010 and 1014 East Ocean View. I'm sure that the involved citizens who live in Ocean View would support this purchase also. And want to thank the city manager and his staff for all the work that they've done to, to bring it to this point. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Clark? Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Mrs. Doyle? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Uh, thank you, Ken, for coming down. And I know that your community approached us, you know, two years ago and asked us to do this. And it, um, and I want to thank Winter Benda for assisting with making this happen as well and the city manager. And thank you to the colleagues for supporting this vision um, and making this happen. But it's a much needed purchase um, and it will definitely change the dynamics of that area. Aye. Thank you. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R7? R7 is a resolution in support of ratification by Virginia of the Equal Rights Amendment, ERA, to the United States Constitution. Adopt the resolution. Mr. Mr. Doyle? Mr. Clerk, before you uh, call the resolution, okay. I know Jackie Glass is here. Jackie, in support of it? Followed by Rebecca Quarry and Vicki Greco. Hi, Jackie. Good afternoon, or good, good evening, uh -huh. uh, Mayor and Council members. My name is Jackie Glass. I live at 2747 Vincent Avenue in Norfolk in the Valentine Place area. Um, so the ERA, we all know that it's important. We all know, I, I don't think anyone up here doesn't support what it fundamentally is about. Recently, I was selected as an ambassador for an organization called the United State of Women. And the whole focus as an ambassador is to look at Norfolk and see what is promoting gender equality, inequality. And two of the biggest things that came out of the community meetings, both in person and virtual, which were all 50% male, they said childcare and transportation were two of the biggest things that in Norfolk create gender inequality. So I hope that you guys look at this, this uh, supporting the ERA as a step forward, not only for our nation, but also take steps as a city to look at the things that are promoting gender equality so that we are moving forward regardless as to whether the United States makes moves forward. So I just wanted to thank you guys for your time, and I hope you continue to support it and do the, do the things worth doing to support gender equality. Thank you. Vicki? Followed by Rebecca Corey. <clears throat> Good evening, Mayor Alexander, City Council members, City Manager Smith and staff, and fellow citizen bosses. Happy Election Day. My name is Vicki Manugo Greco, and my address is 1433 Brunswick Avenue. As a board member and the education director of the League of Women Voters of Southampton Roads, I'm happily here tonight on behalf of the League of Women Voters and under other members of our community who have joined the bipartisan statewide campaign known as VirginiaRatifyERA.org. We are encouraged that you are acting on the adoption of a resolution to urge the General Assembly in its upcoming session to position Virginia to make history, herstory, arstory, our story, and become the 38th state to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment to the United States Constitution as proposed by Congress on March 22, 1972. 
I'll leave with Mr. Bull the citizens' petition <coughs> of support signed by a number of Norfolks following last month's council meeting during which you discussed adoption of this resolution, which is both timely and long overdue, long hoped for, long anticipated, long awaited, and as welcome as flowers and local elections in May. <laughs> On behalf of all in our city who hold the belief so clearly articulated at the Seneca Falls Women's Rights Convention in 1848, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men and women are created equal. I thank you for your affirmative vote tonight. I also invite you to join us the weekend of May 18th, 19th, 2019 at the State Convention of the League of Women Voters, which will be held here in our fair city and hosted by the local League of Women Voters of Southampton Roads, LWVSHR.org. As many of you might already know, LWV members are men and women, citizens and non-citizens, current and future voters 16 years of age and up. And with that, I'll also leave you with a couple of quotes from notable leaders, Alice Paul and Ida B. Wells. Alice Paul, the American suffragist, feminist, and women's rights activist, who was one of the main strat strategist of the campaign for the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution once said, I never doubted that equal rights was the right direction. Most reforms, most problems are complicated. But to me, there is nothing complicated about ordinary equality. And finally, on this big election day, one that has encouraged more American voters to get off the bench because democracy is not a spectator sport, I'll share the words of Ida B. Wells, the Amer African-American investigative journalist, educator, and an early leader in the civil rights movement, and one of the founders of the NAACP, who said so wisely, the way to right wrongs is to turn the truth of light on them. Ida B. Wells spent most of her life, which began on July 16, 1862, and ended March 24, 1931, fighting prejudice and violence. Here's to the legacy she leaves all of us. The legacy of fighting for truth and justice and improving the American way for all people. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Rebecca? Good evening, Council. Mr. Mayor, my name is Rebecca Carey. I live at 3546 Hewitt Drive here in Norfolk. Um, I'm here this evening to again speak in support of passing the Equal Rights Amendment Resolution. I'd like to start by thanking Councilwoman McClellan for taking the time to engage with us and for championing our cause. I would like to encourage the Council, each of you, to pass this resolution. In doing so, Norfolk can be the first city in Hampton Roads and have the honor of setting the example for others to follow. Because of this council, Norfolk can be a true leader in the fight for gender equality, which is long overdue. I think we can all agree. I also wanted to take a moment to recognize just how important it is um, when actions are in alignment with words and how we should all be grateful for that. Uh, so in addition, this council can set a standard which says to future citizens that here in Norfolk, we care about a more equal society and will actually create and support legislation to make it so. Um, so it's with a sense of history and knowing how long many women before me have fought to get this passed and success is now only one state away, away, we will continue to encourage our sister cities to join Norfolk and pass an ERA resolution. Uh, we hope to take your support with us to the General Assembly in January. That's it. Thank you. Mr. Clark? Adopt the resolution. Ms. Doyle? I happily vote yay. Ms. McClellan? I just wanted to specifically thank the League of Women Voters for their role in educating and advocating for this. I thought you were 
Um, you were very informative, um, and there's a lot to be learned from our citizens on, on how to approach and lobby a legislator. I really appreciate your, um, your interest and your patience through this process, and, and I am um, happy to vote aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Um, Mr. Mayor, I don't know how to do this, but with two of our women council mm -hmm. members not here, who I know would support it, mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out how we can have it documented that this is an 8-0 vote um, as it moves forward. And so uh, I don't want to delay the vote, so I could have delayed it, but I think if there's any way that we can add uh, Councilwoman Graves and Councilwoman Johnson's um, vote into this somehow, um, whether they vote on it at a later date, I don't know, but um, to give them that opportunity to support this, I think it's that important. Particularly, I think we have the most diverse council uh, in the area, and it sends a message about that as well. But I, so I don't know the rules. <laughs> Can we break them? <laughs> it may well be worth doing this again uh, when we have eight people here, uh, but that would be the very easy way to include them is on the 20th uh, revote. We could reauthorize it on the 20th. Reauthorize it. We'll vote twice on it. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. And have one additional. Yes, item. Mr. Clerk, right on. Have a resolution supporting offshore wind facilities off the coast of Virginia and other clean and renewable energy industries in Virginia. Adopt the resolution. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. McClellan? This is so important to our city, our region, our state. Uh, not only offshore wind will provide a clean and renewable energy source uh, for Virginia and the future, but also is a great opportunity for uh, economic development and the potential of adding 10,000 to 14,000 jobs uh, as it's uh, built out. So thank you to my colleagues for listening to this and supporting us. I guess I. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. That's Mr. all I have, Mr. President. Mr. Manager, do you have anything? I do not. Mr. Pishko, do you have anything? I do not. New business. Algie T. Howell, Jr. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, members of the council. My name is Algie T. Howell, Jr. I live at 859 Benwood Road, Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, Mr. <clears throat> Mayor, I left a copy of the letter at your office this afternoon. Did all other council members get it? I'm not going to reiterate what I said in there, but it's basically a continuation of the sidewalks on the west side of Ingleside Road. As you know, when that bridge, Westminster Bridge, was closed, all the traffic now comes out through Virginia Beach Boulevard. We have a large number of children that attend Ingleside Elementary School that lives over on the west side of Ingleside Road. Those of you, in, um, Mr. Mayor, you remember in 2004 uh, when I introduced a bill in the General Assembly that required all crossing guards to hold a handheld stop sign. That is the law in the state of Virginia. I have always tried to protect the safety of children. We have a safety issue in Ingleside now with no sidewalks on one side of that uh, street. Now, if you drive up to Virginia Beach Boulevard on Ingleside Road and drive over to Princess Anne Road, that's the industrial area. You will note that there's no one living in that area, but there are sidewalks on both sides of the street. 
But in Ingleside, when you get to Evangeline Street, I think it is, when you go down to North Ingleside Road, there's no sidewalks. They're where Ingleside Church is. And what happens? Those little children, I drove through there this afternoon, those streaks that run out into Ingleside Road, there's sidewalks on both sides of the street, but there's no traffic there. But the traffic going down Ingleside Road, there's broken <clears throat> sidewalks. I know money is an issue. I know that. But when Norfolk State and the city came to me a few years ago <coughs> about the safety issue at Norfolk State, where the, the president then, uh, Mrs. Myers, did not want that train stop over on her side because she didn't want people looking over in the yard. When they complained to me about it, I invited them to Richmond before the uh, staff of the Appropriation Committee. In 20 minutes, they granted $2 million to correct that. We don't have to worry about that safety issue there anymore. There's no way that I could live out there 48 years, and my wife and I voted before she passed, 49 years there, and see something like this and not bring it to your attention. You've heard an old saying, right is right if everybody is against it. Wrong is wrong if everybody is for it. Uh, one of the things that I learned from Dr. King, if you see something wrong and you don't complain about it, then you're just as guilty as the people that's doing it. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, Mr. Howell. Danny, Danny Lee again. <laughs> My name is Danny Lee again. I reside at 3844 Dare Circle. I'm here tonight to kind of set uh, the record straight because I've been here for so long. Uh, I think both the public and the council uh, have kind of forgot why I actually come here. Uh, and uh, talking to people uh, week after week, they come to me and they say, Danny, do you still go to the council meeting? Do you get in the council people's face? I said, yes, I get there and I challenge them week after week. But they've got the illusion. They said, oh, we know why you're there because you want to remove Paul Reddick from office. And I've said, that is absolutely false. I have never mentioned in any way or form to remove Paul Reddick from office. Uh, I have no desire. If he wants to sit there for another two decades, that's perfectly fine with me. My issues, as I have addressed to you, uh, is black racism, which is just as insidious as white racism. Uh, he has displayed it. He has said that he's a black racist and he has nothing to play except the black race card against the people of the city. Uh, that's inexcusable in the 21st century. My question has been to you, where do you stand in regards to racism? The second issue that I've addressed to you is bullying. Uh, whether it's bullying council members, citizens, police officers, Jews, uh, and other individuals, uh, is this tolerable and is this acceptable behavior? I've simply asked you to address this issue. That's all uh, I've done. Uh, in coming here week after week. The other issue is uh, sanctioning uh, Paul Riddick. I have never in 10 years ever asked any of you to sanction Paul Riddick. Uh, Michael, uh, Mr. Smeagol uh, wanted him sanctioned with a fiery letter he sent to city council when Mr. Riddick was exposed for not paying his federal income tax. But I have never asked for him to be sanctioned. 
I have just asked to simply have a vote of no confidence. Uh, I've given you an easy out. Take 90 seconds. Where do you stand in regards to racism uh, in the council? Where do you star stand in regards to bullying and intimidation? Uh, these are the two issues that I keep coming back and asking. A 90-second vote in this question is resolved not only to me, but to the people of the city. And until I get an answer, uh, I guess I will still be coming back. So uh, I'll see you in two weeks. Mr. Mr. Mayor. Yes, Mr. May I say Coleman. something? You may. You, Mr. Gunn, you always often say that we don't talk to you, but we talk to others. So I'm going to take this opportunity, if you don't mind. I was uh, sworn in on July 1st, 2016. In my time on council, I have never experienced any of that which you have commented on with regard to my colleague. Yet you keep asking me to vote on something, to censure him on something that never happened while I was here. So I will tell you right now, the reason that I never comment is because I can't comment. I've never experienced that. So I just want to put that on the record. Okay, you made the first mistake. You said you wanted to censure. I've never asked him to be uh -huh. censured. So, number one. Dan, we're not going to go back and forth. If you want to set a meeting to. Okay. I'd be happy to meet with Please, you during my you. office hours. All right. All right. Well, go Paul go. Davis. Good evening. Good evening. Council, Mayor. Yes. Assistant Mayor. We appreciate the time that you give us to speak. The gentleman spoke so eloquently about what is right is right and what is wrong is wrong. I'd like to just read to you a couple of, I was here last month regarding an issue in River Forest Shores. By the way, there's no truth to the rumor that you're going to just call us forest neighborhood from now on because we have no river and no shores now. Um, but let me read an article. This article was written, by the way, by my great, 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 great grandfather. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary to, for one people to dissolve the political bands we have connected them with another and to assume the powers of the earth in the separate equal station to which laws of nature and of gods and of nature's gods entitle them to dissent respect in the opinion of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them for separation that's from the declaration of independence by the way my great 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 grandfather was john adams your second president of the united states i'd also like to read an article that comes from the Constitution. This would be the Fifth Amendment. By the way, the Fifth Amendment states, besides the part that most people know about the I plead the Fifth, it states, and I quote from the, from the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution of the United States, the Fifth Amendment, and a quote says, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of the law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. The reason I read that to you, you all are in violation of the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution of the United States, and I am now asking you to resign from office for failure to do your job, your oath of office, you've breached it, okay? And also, I will, just in case you decide you don't want to resign, we're going to be recalling you from office. We're going to seek the number of signatures it takes to remove you. Because that gentleman was right. Right is right, and wrong is wrong. And what you're doing to River Forest Shores by taking their property, okay? Elderly people. A 93-year-old man sat here last time. I, my grandfather stood up for this. I will stand up for the Constitution. 
even if you don't. Uh, excuse, excuse me, Mr. Davis, the, the council asked me to look into this. Yes, sir. That and was 30 days ago. Yes, and we have uh, reviewed it and seen that there was a partition suit uh, pertaining to the land near yours, and, and that it appears to us that the assessor has made a mistake in this. And okay. so that we have looked into it, and I think after I get with you, uh, you, you will find, you, you will not be worried. Okay. So, uh, that Thank you very we much, We did sir. look into it, and we'll get in touch with I'll you. I'll speak with you soon. Yes. Thank you for your time, by the way. We appreciate it. Letitia Latham. Good evening, Hi. Mayor, and good evening, Council Members. My name is Letitia Latham, and I reside at 1354 Kenton Avenue, Norfolk, Virginia. Um, as many of you know, this is my fourth time here at the um, City Council meeting because um, what prompted me was a petition that I started after 12-year-old Gregory Bateman Jr. was struck and ran over by a truck after leaving a library on September 21st. Um, since then, um, the mayor has um, appointed or, you know, has told me to work with the director, uh, Ms. Michelle Johnson, and then um, Mr. Um, James Rogers. And Mr. James Rogers has supposed to been getting back um, with me about, I guess, one of his colleagues, Miss Amy, as far as what is the plan for Vision Zero, you know, um, and then Miss. Ms. Johnson and I, we have a meeting tomorrow. I just got in contact with her on Monday, um, and we have a meeting for tomorrow. But even with that being said, um, you know, after that, I just want to know, since I've been here, since I've been coming here, as far as trying to get the support and the people involved in everything, um, after that, what what's next? Like, what happens next? I mean, we I, I sit with them and I talk to them. I mean, how do we know? People are telling me they're not going to put up a light. You're wasting your time. I don't want to feel like I'm wasting my time coming up here. I, just like this gentleman, I'm off on Tuesdays. I can be here every other Tuesday, and I do not mind coming. So, again, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jackie Rochelle. Mr. Manager, is there somebody that can give her an update on the light? Well, she's meeting with, well, we can, uh, she's, meeting tonight. Okay. she's meeting with Michelle Johnson in the morning, so we can give her an and update. And Amy's here. So, uh, Letitia, that's Amy that's coming to you now. Amy is right there. Okay. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Here okay. we are again. I'm here tonight on behalf of the Five Points Task Force. The dozen civic leagues, HOAs, and Five Points Business Association that claims Five Points. It represents approximately 13,000 people that live in Five Points, own property, own businesses, pay taxes, and vote. This is a very diverse community. It's a very peaceful community. We believe in the rule of law. We believe in treating others as ourselves. And we believe in accepting individuals, regardless of their country of origin, color of their skin, who they worship. or who they choose to love. These are ideas to us that are worth fighting for. So you'll understand that we live these imperatives every day of our life, 
we do not need people to come to us and lecture us on these moral imperatives. We pretty much know what we like. We know what we want. We can even make our own decisions. So you can imagine our surprise when we pick up the newspaper and we see that this property that has been a source of contention in five points, and there's no plan for it, therefore we should go do something else. No, I don't think so. There is a plan, and I'm happy to announce to you this evening on behalf of the task force that last month the task force met. Part of the delay is that, like you, we have a summer break and a couple of hurricanes weighed in there a little bit. But we did ultimately meet in October and decide that that property's best use should be for all citizens. And it should be used as a green space, a park, if you will. And with that park, dog park, for our friends that have four legs and wear fur outfits as well. And for many of us, we feel that these are also our family. This is a plan that is accumulation of years of planning. This is not something that popped up yesterday. As I told you before, we have been working with the city for a period of time. We have done asset mapping. We have done urban planning 101. We have done community engagement 201. And we have been brought to this point from years of preparation. We told, we told you in an earlier meeting that we have patiently waited while downtown was developed, East Beach was developed, other areas of the city was developed. We knew that you couldn't develop everything at one time. We knew that. But we knew at some point our day would come, and that day is now. We understand at this point that there is one business that is still open. It has not closed yet, and on the surface, it, it can be a point of contention. So I did look into this, and I was drawn back to an earlier meeting in August where the owners of the property came forward and stated very clearly that each business would close as their lease expired. And it seems that the people who are open now, their lease is due to expire before the end of the year. So with that in mind, we're very excited about the prospect of this. Um, we've said over and over again that there is not now, nor was there ever, nor is there going to be a parking lot there. There was never a plan for that. And as far as the lovely lady who suggested the CVS pharmacy, um, I think it's probably appropriate that she share whatever it is she's drinking, because unless we're all drinking the same thing, that's the only way you're going to see a CVS pharmacy on that property. I can assure you of that. Ms. Rochelle, so, could you bring your comments to a close? Of course. Okay. So we invite you, when we get this completed, to open our park, if for no other reason, that somebody can bark at you other than me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, uh, Jennifer Almora. Jennifer? Followed by Kira Conley. My name is Jennifer Alamari. And I reside in the city of Chesapeake. And I am here to discuss the Hershey Bar.
apologize. It means a little more to some of us. A place for people to walk their dogs. It's a little more than a park. We closed the doors to our home last Wednesday. And as we walked out, with tear-stained cheeks, we were met with over a dozen police officers. Not sure why. We have been hurt and degraded in every way. And to have someone stand up here and speak about us in the most condescending manner. There are no words. I thank you for your time. Thank you. Kira Connolly. My name is Kira Kinley. I reside at 1715 West 48th Street. I'm able to scrap part of my speech tonight because now I have an answer to a question that we had had. But City Council, you have closed Hershey Bar, a thriving business that cared about and cared for its patrons for 35 years. And now apparently it's going to be a dog park. I hope you all realize how this looks to those of us in the LGBT community because we've been telling you how it looks for months. We didn't know the dog park thing, but we've been telling you for months. We told you that whatever your intentions are with the development of five points, they don't matter in the face of the pain you've caused. You may not have intended for the purchase of this land to be a homophobic action, but your intent ceased to matter when you watched us come here and cry and beg to keep Hershey Bar, and you did nothing. The closing of Hershey Bar was a homophobic action. I know that many of you just had a visceral reaction to being told you've helped commit a homophobic action, and that's good. Some of you are probably feeling defensive, more resistant to my message, and I've been warned to watch my tongue around you, that you're liable to dig in your heels if you feel attacked, and I have to be nice and civil if I want to change your minds. But here's the truth. However much sleep you might lose tonight over what I've said, it's nothing in comparison to the sleep my loved ones and I have lost over the last few months. I wish I could make you all lose the sleep that I have after Hershey's closing. I wish I could make you feel a fraction of the anger and heartache and fear I felt so you could finally understand what you've done to us. It makes me sick to death that there is nothing that I can do or say to make you respect me. But if I showed you the depth of my anger and heartache and fear, you would use it as an excuse to disregard me and the rest of my community. These feelings are not nice or civil, and I cannot express them in a way that is nice or civil. But even if I could, it wouldn't change your minds. I can get dressed up like I've done today. I can extend an olive branch and offer education. I can write beautiful, articulate speeches. But I don't believe at this point that anything I can do can change your minds. And you've taught me that. 
your inaction has taught me that. Closing Hershey taught me that. Because when I first came here in July, I really honestly thought that you all would listen. You proved me wrong then, Hershey closed, but I'm an optimist, and maybe you'll prove me wrong again. I want you to take the next few seconds to really, really think about the results of your action with Hershey as I lead us in a moment of silence for Hershey Bar. The first time I spoke here, I closed with a reminder that your decisions here are public record. And that seemed to ruffle some feathers. And I'm doubling down now. The most recent episode of our own podcast, the podcast that I run about Norfolk's queer history, featured a little bit about the fight to save Hershey Bar. And you should listen to it. You really should, regardless of what you think of me standing here now. The fight for Hershey is far from over. And I'm just beginning to hold you all accountable for your actions. Thank you. Thank you. Robin Love. Good evening, Mayor, Council Members. My name is Robin Love. I live in Roland Park, and I'm here with the Hershey Action Coalition again. It has been a week since Hershey Bar was forced to close its doors. In that week, not a day has gone by without concerned patrons and supporters stopping by to lend their support to Annette Stone and her staff. They have stopped by to write their memories and messages of love and support on the walls. They've stopped by to sit with Annette, Billy, Bert, Jennifer, and each other as they all try to process this profound loss as they pack up 35 years worth of history. 35 years of LGBTQ history. 35 years of history that can be seen and felt within the walls of this humble bar. Those of us who support saving Hershey Bar at its current location recognize that historical sites have important stories to tell and these stories inspire people to strengthen their convictions and commitment to fight injustice and oppression. We continue to hope that you will see this as well and work with us to save Hershey Bar at its current location. Kathleen Rhodes. Thank you. I'm Kathleen Rhodes, the director of the Tidewater Court History Project and a resident of Norfolk. Several of us are here tonight because although Hershey Bar closed six days ago, this issue is not over. The bar is currently being dismantled and it is unclear whether it will ever reopen in another location. Whether that happens or not, Norfolk will never again have the oldest lesbian bar in the state. It will never again have the opportunity to save and cherish this decades old queer business. Two days ago, students from my queer studies class at ODU led a tour of Norfolk's queer history. They spent weeks researching meeting spaces, military discharges, bars, and gay softball and volleyball leagues. And they led us, faculty and students from nearby universities, community members, and local activists through Norfolk, teaching us about this city. Near the end of that tour, we stopped at Hershey Bar, likely the last time that any tour of Norfolk will be able to visit the site with the building intact. Tour participants were vis visibly affected by the bar's current state. One student commented that it felt like walking through a funeral, and indeed it did. We witnessed the death of this space. Perhaps most frustrating of all is that this council, and indeed Ms. Rochelle's task force, 
has never addressed our arguments about the historical and cultural significance of this bar. Instead, you have focused on what you consider to be the missteps of Annette Stone, the bar's owner, but our arguments are not easily dismissed. Everyone, perhaps other than Ms. Rochelle, in this room knows that it is important that Norfolk had the oldest lesbian bar in the state, likely the oldest on the East Coast, and one of the oldest and very few remaining in the entire country. You know that matters. You know that is important. Some of you characterize those of us speaking out against this sale as, quote, patrons of the bar, rather than acknowledging that we are also historians, longtime community organizers with a clear understanding of Norfolk's communities and history, and professors from no fewer than three local universities. You've been addressed by experts in various fields, attesting to the importance of this bar, yet you have moved forward as if you were hearing children expressing concern over their favorite toys. One of our Queer History Tour participants commented that he did not understand the importance of what had been happening with Hershey Bar until he was physically in the space. Each of you should visit the bar this week. You should see and feel that space the dismantling of three and a half decades of queer women's history. You should experience the results of your vote earlier this year and your inaction in the months following. Thank you. Thank you. Carter Simmons. My name is Carter Simmons. I live in Virginia Beach, and I'll not be giving you my exact address for fear for my own safety. I'm here tonight to talk about Hershey Bar. I'm also here to thank you. But before we get to that, I've got a question. What exactly is the purpose of a city council? It, it's not a test. You, you can give an answer. There's no wrong. Okay, is the purpose of the City Council not to protect and preserve the interests of the community? No? Okay. My chosen name is Carter Quinn Simmons. My birth name is Madeline Rose Gushy. I am a 22-year-old abuse survivor. And... I felt safe at Hershey, more safe than I feel in my own home. Man, I said I wasn't going to do this. I'd like to thank you for your inaction. Sorry, I wrote this down. I'd like to thank you for taking away one of the few safe spaces we had. I want to thank you for your empty words and your hollow promises. I want to thank you for paying more attention to your phone than you did our community as we literally begged you to the point of tears to help us preserve our own history and our own safety. I wanna thank you for showing us 
how little you actually care about our community. I want to thank you for telling us exactly how you feel about us. And I want to thank you for showing us that we have no space in Norfolk, in a supposedly inclusive city. I want to thank you for continually being unable, making yourselves unable to meet with us. I want to thank you for refusing to listen to every alternative that was offered. I want to thank you for the betrayal and disenfranchisement of an already marginalized community. I'm almost done. I want to thank you for how you sit silently and refuse to address us. I'd like to ask you if our safety is worth less to you than a dog park. Are we not one nation indivisible? Is our community not part of Norfolk? Is Norfolk not inclusive? Why not? Thank you. Thank you. Um, before we uh, adjourn, I do want to recognize a very special person who's retiring at the end of this year, uh, our uh, deputy city clerk and stenographer, Deborah Hammond, who served the city for more than 30 years. Prior to, uh, prior to that, or maybe in conjunction with that, uh, she uh, served the United States Army. And uh, Deborah, will you please stand so we can give you a fitting recognition. Um, Mr. Reddy, you want to make any comments? Uh, Deborah, I tell you, it's been a pleasure. The years that I've been on council, you've been very uh, efficient over at the desk. You've been very helpful. And I just wish you a very, very happy retirement. Thank you. Here, here. Yeah, um, Ms. Hammond, I think Martin and Andrea and I first probably met you when we were in the Planning Commission. Uh, and, um, and of course, you, you were uh, superior there. And of course, you continue to do superior work here. I don't know what Mr. Bull's going to do without you. Uh, maybe Adisa is going to learn how to be a stenographer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but certainly, uh, I've always uh, enjoyed working working for you, uh, and uh, wish you the very best in in the next chapter. Rest those fingers. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. We adjourn.